welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log Day 73 Bad Company Corrupts Good Character I think we've all heard, at some point or another, the statement that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right? And if I remember correctly, this actually came from a study on chimpanzees where the researchers realized that the personality, the behaviors of a chimpanzee were the average of the five chimps that that chimp spent the most time with. Right? This idea that the behaviors of the people we surround ourselves with rub off on us is something that most people can get behind. And I remember reading somewhere, and I think this might be Atomic Habits. I mean, I don't exactly remember, but I remember reading somewhere that if you're a smoker and you have friends who smoke, as is usually the case, if one of your friends quits, you're more likely to quit too. I think it was something like 30 or 35%. And the same is true for starting. If you don't smoke and all your friends do, you're more likely to pick up the habit. And the same is, of course, true for gaining weight and losing weight. It was all part of this example, and now I'm pretty sure it was in Atomic Habits. All of that to say that the people you surround yourself with are going to have a huge impact on who you are as a person, right? And we've talked about the fact before that the more you think you can't be influenced, the more likely you are to be influenced. So if you think of yourself as the kind of person who can just hang out with whoever and not pick up any of the habits of these people, you're kidding yourself, and it's actually more harmful to think that. That being said, today's title, Bad Company Corrupts Good Character, today's topic comes from a verse in St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, the first letter, right, First Corinthians, chapter 15, verse 33. And as usual, I made sure to pull up the verse in my Orthodox Study Bible. I got the app right here. The first thing I'm going to do is just read the verse to you, and it's it's very short. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. That's it. That's the verse. It's one sentence. Do not be deceived. Evil company corrupts good habits. Right? And you can see that some of the translations will differ, and the way I chose to phrase the title was just what, what, what I felt was most aesthetic, if you will. Now, unfortunately, we can't turn to the back and read the interpretation because not every verse in the Orthodox Study Bible, has an interpretation or a footnote. But this verse doesn't really need to be interpreted, I would say. Right? And of course, I'm remembering now, usual disclaimer, I'm not a priest, I'm not a theologian, check all of this with your spiritual father, read the disclaimer in the footnotes, all of that. But this verse is, is very obvious, right? If you're in bad company, that is going to corrupt good character and as we saw the translation in the Orthodox Study Bible, is good habits, which I think is fantastic. I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. And I've also seen it translated as good morals, right? If you're around people who are bad or who are evil, right? And maybe I should phrase it differently. If you're around people who practice bad things or practice evil, right? At our core, we're all good. But those habits, those behaviors, that character will rub off on you. Now, I remember... When I first started getting into exercise, right, weight training, those kinds of things, when I first started, I started with P90X. This was about 10 years ago. I was 18 at the time. And I was 125 pounds. 
Now, I've always wanted to build my physique, and I'm sure you feel the same way, right? Most men feel this way. We want to be big. We want to be strong. It's just this sort of inherent imperative that we all have, right? We want to build our body to its potential. It's something that motivates us. But I remember senior year, right? I didn't have a car. I didn't have a gym membership. I couldn't think of a way that I would be able to do this. And my best plan was just, you know, once I get to college, they'll have a gym there. I'll do it there. Well, one of my close friends, senior year, we took an online class together, just me and him. So we'd sit in this back room in the library. We'd prop open a laptop and we we're taking, I think it was AP Calc, maybe Calc 2, something along those lines. And he told me that he just started doing this exercise program called, I think it's called Insanity. Well, the same guys who did that one also did another one called P90X. And he basically told me, he's like, yeah, you can just, you know, sort of get, get your hands on this stuff, get your hands on the material, and then you can just do it from home. You don't need a lot of equipment. All you really need is a pull-up bar and some dumbbells, and then everything else is body weight. So me at my 125 pounds, I'm thinking, oh, this is fantastic. I can, you know, build a base or, you know, try to put on as much muscle as I can before I actually get to college, and that'd be nice, and I wouldn't have to show up at 125 pounds. So I did that, right? I went online and I got myself a copy of P90X. And over the course of senior year, I put on my first 10 pounds of muscle. I went from 125 to 135. And I was super stoked. I mean, I went from just skeleton, right? Stick thin to looking like maybe I played some sort of sport, which I mean, I did. I played soccer, but I never looked that way. I never looked like an athlete. And the bug bit me. And then when I got to college, when I got to university, my freshman year, this was all I was concerned with, right? Getting my meals in, getting my training in, researching all kinds of things, reading all kinds of books that could really consume me. Now, the reason I'm bringing this up is because it was someone around me who basically gave me the idea and made me, got me started on the path to physical training and those sorts of things. And then, of course, as I started to get more advanced over the years and build the physique, I became that person for other people, right? There's a number of guys that I know just, you know, from church or back from college who run my program, right? And if they hit a plateau or something, they'll come, they'll come to me, they'll text me, they'll call me, I'll reprogram them, those kinds of things, right? I do all that stuff free of charge for my friends. And of course, if you're interested, you can get a free copy of the Warrior King training protocol in the show notes. There's a link, you can go check that out if you want. I definitely recommend it. But this is one example, one good example, I think, of how good company will build good habits, right? All of the guys I hang out with, majority of the time, I'd have a couple of friends from back in the day, but all of the guys that I see on a weekly basis, two to three times a week, they're my church brothers, right? These are the guys that I met at church. I know them from church. I see them at church. We hang out outside of church, sure, but this is, we all share this sort of common mindset, right? We, this common idea of understanding that we are flawed, that we are sinful, and that we have to continue to build our character and become holy, right? And of course, we talk about other things too. We talk about finance. I got two of my close friends into programming. They're now learning how to write code and hopefully we'll be able to pivot careers. We talk about fashion, right? I recommend them brands to go to where, you know, here's where you can get affordable clothes that look good. We talk about courtship, right? This is something I've brought up on the field log before. This idea of how do you speak to a woman? You see a woman you're interested in. How do you make an introduction, right? What should you say? But did you, should you say anything? Those kinds of things. And then they reflect that stuff back to me. 
right? Uh, a lot of my friends have qualities I don't have. I have some friends who are just very good people, right? Have a great character, very caring, very compassionate, considerate. And some of that has started rubbing off on me, thank God, because I need that. And we all need that as men, especially. But unfortunately, there is a flip side to this, right? And that's, that's really the idea here. And we're going to talk about both sides, of course. But the idea here is that you can be doing everything right. You can be training, right? You're training three days a week. You're running the Warrior King training protocol. Your strength is going up every week. You're getting your four servings of protein every day without fail. You're getting your sleep. You're getting your water. You're working on your side business or working on your stewardship in some other way. You're working on your wardrobe. You're working on your prayer life. You're going to church. You're fasting. You're giving alms. You're doing everything right. And every friend you have is doing none of those things, right? Just imagine that for a second. You hang out with your buddies on a Saturday night, and let's say all they want to do is go out and drink and, God forbid, do drugs and God knows whatever else, right? And I'm not saying that there's never a time to go out and, and have a drink or two or, you know, maybe go to a concert or something along those lines, right? That, that stuff's fine. I'm not against it. If all of your friends, if all they talk about is you know, the next time they're going to go out and the, the, the drugs they're going to do and the, the women they're sleeping with and all of these things, if you think that that's not rubbing off on you, think again, right? That, uh, that story I was telling in the beginning of this field log about the, the smokers, I started to remember, right, the context of it and it being in Atomic Habits, of course. And I remember James Clear saying that he was in Turkey, of all places, and he was talking to his travel guide and the travel guide and all of his friends, they all smoked cigarettes. So he asked him, right, being a habit researcher, he asked them, how did you start smoking? And the guy says, friends, it always starts with friends. Right, a friend hands you a cigarette, you light up, you take a couple of puffs and you're like, ah, this is gross, I don't like this. But then two, three weeks later, you're at the bar again and you've kind of crossed that line now. So, okay, you know what, fine. I'm drunk, I'm having a good time, I'll, I'll have another cigarette. And then the occasional cigarette eventually turns into, I'm out and no one has one, so I'm going to go pick up a pack. And then you wake up the next morning and you still have that pack. So you might work on it for a week or two. And that starts to progress and eventually you're a regular smoker. You know, you're doing half a pack a day, a pack a day, two packs a day, God knows. And it started with friends, it started with the people you surround yourself with. Now, none of this is to say that you should never be friends with people who aren't perfect because no one's perfect. But you should be careful who you surround yourself with, right? As men living the warrior king ethos, we are on a mission. We have a job to do, right? Your purpose in life is to work. We talk about this all the time. You have a job to do. You have a man that God is calling you to be. There is a purpose that you have. There's a unique skill set that you have. There's a unique passion that you have, or many maybe. And you're spending time with guys who are doing God knows what. So you need to think about that. You need to really assess, is this the company that I need to keep? Right? I have some friends that I love to death. I've known these guys for a decade or more. I hang out with them once every two to three months. I, I'll visit them for a weekend. They visit me for a weekend. They know where my lines are. Right? We don't do anything that, I, that crosses the line for me. But these are the guys that if I'm going out, that's, I go out with them. I don't go out with my church buddies, right? Because they're just like me. They're embedded 9.30, 10 o'clock, 10.30, stuff like that, right? They're, they're about their business. My other friends, they're a bit more into the party lifestyle. And, you know, I'll go out with them and maybe they're talking to girls and I'm just 
there, you know, ha- dancing, drinking, having a good time, and I'm not interested in meeting any women. So if I were to spend, for example, every week with these guys, and like I said, I love them to death, I really do. But if I were, those habits would start to rub off on me, and I don't judge them for their choices, but that's their choice. I tell them that I don't think it's right, but I love them regardless. But I don't want those choices to become my choices. So you have to be really careful about this, and you need to be able to have these kinds of conversations with your friends too, by the way. Right? If you have a friend who has bad habits, be like, listen, you know, like this is not something that I'm trying to get into. Whatever it is, don't offer me that. I really just don't want that kind of pressure because if you start to do that, then I'm going to have to stop spending time with you. Right? One of my really close friends realized recently that he absolutely doesn't like doing shots, right? He likes sipping on a beer maybe, right? Or or a whiskey or, you know, if he's out at a club or at a bar or something, he'll get a seltzer. Well, one time we were out and funny enough, I was the bad influence in this case because I like shots, right? I will do a shot or two of vodka and then sort of just so I don't have to hold a drink. And so I bought a shot for myself and I was like, hey, you know, I'll get one for my buddy too. I handed it to him. He felt pressure. He didn't say anything to me. felt pressure to drink it. And then I found out the next day that he said, you know, I really don't like shots. That one made me feel bad. And I was really upset with myself for not thinking about that, for not bothering to ask. But so he told me, he was like, yeah, never offer me a shot again. I was like, bro, I promise never again will I offer you a shot. And then he sort of came up with this idea that if anyone ever offers him a shot, he'll let them know straight up. He's like, listen, it doesn't feel good for me. I don't like it. It makes my stomach hurt. Just don't offer it to me. These are the kinds of things you need to be able to say. Right? If you really are committed to your purpose, if you really want to be a certain person, you need to pick your circle wisely. Right? Like I said, the guys that I spend most of my time with are church guys. And among those, you know, 10 to 12 dudes, I have two who are my closest friends. And I see them three times a week. We get dinner together. We hang out. Like we talk business. We talk exercise. We talk faith. Right? We are all on the same path. These are like the, the warrior king inner circle, right? Like call it the royal council, the, the round table, if you will, whatever you want to call it. And these guys, they're all about it. They're really in. They're, they're all the way in. They have left behind any semblance of, you know, having one foot out the door. No, they're fully committed to being the man they want to be. Those are the kinds of guys that you need to be spending time with. Those are the kinds of guys I need to be spending time with. Because at the end of the day, you can think whatever you want about your character and how tough you are and how disciplined you are. The people you surround yourself with rub off on you. I notice this all the time. I pick up phrases from people. Right? Like someone has a joke that he makes all the time or she makes all the time. I start making that joke. Right? Someone has something that he finds funny. I start finding it funny. People tell me all the time that my brother and I have identical laughs. We don't even hang out anymore, right? I I see him once every six months, maybe. But from our childhood, our laughs started to converge. Now we laugh the same. You know, you hear things like that. Or when I was on the way to my brother's bachelor party in Asheville a couple of months ago, Uh, October of last year. The other guys in the groom's party, we all carpooled. So we all live in the same area and my brother doesn't. So he flew out. He flew out to Asheville. We drove up and I was in the back seat and I was, you know, laughing and talking. And the guy who was driving the car, we just met that day. He said, man, every time you laugh, I think your brother's in the back seat, right? Every time you talk, I hear him right in your voice. These are the kinds of things, and I'm sure some of that's genetic, but the point stands that your habits are the habits of the people you surround yourself with. Choose carefully. 
especially your brothers. As a man, your brothers are everything. Iron sharpens iron, right? Everything. They're everything. And, you know, on top of that, your, your wife or, you know, girlfriend or fiance or whatever stage you're at, she's going to rub off on you too, especially, right? This is someone that you care about very deeply. You have an empathic connection with. That person's going to rub off on you. So choose wisely. Choose somebody who has the character that you want, right? And you don't want to choose a carbon copy, but you know what I mean is that these things matter. The people you surround yourself with matter. If you're in bad company, it will corrupt any good character you might have. Right? It only takes one slip up. The first time I ever tried nicotine my entire life, I was horrified because my biological father was a chain smoker. Uh, every male on both sides of my family, chain smokers, right? my uncles on my mom's side, my uncles on my dad's side, my mom's father, my grandpa, died of lung cancer. I was horrified. Well, senior year, I'm hanging out with some guys. They say, let's go to a hookah bar. And I was like, guys, I don't do that stuff. They're like, yeah, you can just hang out. Cool. I show up. Everyone's doing hookah. Everyone's having a good time. And like two, two and a half hours and no one's even pressuring me. I'm just around it. I say, let me try. Let me get a puff. And that was the first time I ever ingested nicotine. I was 18. Right? And of course, after that, it was a couple of more years until I actually got into smoking. But the point being that I knew I had the genetic predisposition for it. And then I smoked cigarettes for years. And from, I want to say, 23 to 27, 28, something like that. So four or five years. So you need to ask yourself this question, right? This is what you have to do today, right? As far as strategies go, as far as takeaways go, you're going to have to have a really hard conversation with yourself today. You're going to have to sit down and really think through who have, I, who have I been spending time with, the most time with, right? The top five people in the last, let's say, two or three months and look at those people's habits. Do they align with my path in life? Start, start with the seven commitments, right? This is a great framework for you to use for any kind of self-reflection, especially for something like this. Start with God. Are the people that I'm surrounding myself with faithful to God? Or are they secular, right? Are the people I spend the most time with not church people? Have I noticed that impacting my behavior? Ask yourself that, really, ask yourself. You know, I'm, I'm blessed enough to be able to say no, right? The guys that I spend time with are all super committed. If I'm not at church, they're, they're calling, they're texting. Where are you at? Come on, like, what are, you, what are you doing that's so important that you can't come praise God? And that'll get you in the door, I'll tell you. Stewardship. Right, The guys that you're spending time with, are they interested in advancing in their careers, in their wealth building potential? Are they trying to provide a good life for their family? Are they trying to have disposable income for security, for, for charity, right? for giving to the church, for being active in the community? Or do they not care about that stuff? Body, are they training? Do they take their physical health seriously? Are you hanging out with guys who are always drinking and eating junk food and every time you guys go somewhere it's like hey we're popping into mcdonald's you're like man i really you know i need to eat clean today i'm trying to stay on diet but i guess this is what we're doing everyone else wants to go to mcdonald's so i, I guess i'll get some mcdonald's my craft are they focusing on their purpose and are they supporting you in your purpose mind are you having stimulating conversations with these people right if you're in a relationship for example a lot of times you're attracted to a girl, you really like her, you have great chemistry, but maybe the things you talk about are pretty surface. I've noticed I only get along with girls who, who enjoy deep conversations, right? 
all the time when I'm when I'm talking to a girl, I can't help it. I start talking about philosophy. I start talking about theology. I start talking about psychology, neurology. These are the things that interest me. The girls I get along with, I have that same passion. But of course, you know, the same is true for the guys and for the girls. Just, I was using a different example here. Relationships, right? Do your views on relationships, on relationship dynamics, on your role in relationships, do they line up with the people you're spending time with, right? Maybe you believe in honesty and trust and some of the guys you're with are really shady, right? For example, or you are the kind of person who likes to banter and joke. I'm that kind of guy. When I'm with my friends, I make fun of them. They make fun of me, right? Like today, I'll give you an example. Just today, I sent a message to the group chat. I said, guys, who wants to come to, uh, what is it called? Boot Barn. It's like a Southern clothing store. They got cowboy hats and boots and those kinds of things. It's like, guys, I'm trying to pick up a cowboy hat. Who wants to come along? One of my friends sends me a picture from some cartoon I haven't seen, but he says, you know, I won't be able to be there. I, I got work tonight. He works night shift. But this is your new look. And it's some uh, dude with like a white mustache and a, like a, it's like a 12 gallon hat. It's a massive hat. Right. And then I responded, six, three, here we go. Right. You know, I'm wearing a big hat. I'll be, I'll be six, three. These are the kinds of jokes I can make with my guys. And I like that. I want that lighthearted dynamic. Or to use another example, I'm the kind of guy who likes to open doors for women when I'm on dates. I like to pick up the check. I walk on the street side when we're on the, Sidewalk, right? You know, like very classic stuff. My mom taught me this when I was little, right? By the time I was five or six, she was teaching me these things. So if I was with a woman who maybe doesn't, maybe she wants to go Dutch or maybe she wants to walk on the street side, maybe she doesn't find it respectful, but she finds it offensive, right? These kinds of people exist. And I, you know, if that's your view, that's your view. Go with God, that's fine. But she'd be offended by my behavior. So, you know, our relationship views wouldn't line up So these are the kinds of questions I want you to ask yourself today. As usual, I need you, right? You have to make a note. You have to make a calendar entry or a note in your checklist or whatever it is that you keep track of over the course of the day. I need you to carve out some time and think about this. And if you have certain friends who are not good for you, I need you to reduce exposure. I'm not saying cut them out entirely, or maybe you have to, right? That's something you can talk to your priest about but at least reduce exposure, right? There is in the like switch, there is a formula for connection, right? For relationships that it goes frequency, intensity, duration, and proximity. Those are the four qualities, right? How often do you see this person? When you do, how, how long is it? How intense is it? Are you guys just hanging out and reading or are you having very deep talks? And then proximity, like are you physically close with each other? Or is it just, you know, over the internet or something? If you want to slowly reduce the exposure you have to a person, you take one of those variables and you reduce it, right? Frequency is an easy one. You hang out three times a week. You know this person isn't good for you. Cut it down to once a week or maybe once a month or something. Duration, right? Cut the meetings short. You know, you guys are getting dinner and then you usually hang out after. Afternoon, say, hey, I got to head back to the house. I got some work to do. I'll see you next time. Intensity, right? Maybe you can do things that are more lighthearted or proximity. Maybe just get on the phone and text. Maybe you don't see that person in person, but you need to dial that back, right? So I need you to ask yourself these questions today. Don't put this off. This is going to set you back months or years. If you don't do it, all of the growth you could have right now is being held back potentially by people in your life. Now, of course, when you have strong convictions, this usually takes care of itself. I never do this stuff intentionally. It just happens, right? I hang out with guys 
who I see eye to eye with and I don't hang out with guys who I don't see eye to eye with. That being said, if you're maybe, maybe you have a hard time saying no to people, those kinds of things, you might need to make hard calls today. But trust me, it's going to be worth it. In the end, you'll thank yourself for having done it. Your future wife or present wife, if you're married, your kids, the people in your community will be grateful that you are willing to make that sacrifice and hang out with people who are good for you, right? Good for you, good for your progress in the spiritual life, financial life, the physical life, those kinds of things. So do that today. Make a note, think about it, take the appropriate actions and find a real community of like-minded people, like-minded brothers for your own sake and for the sake of the people who depend on you. That's it for this week's Field Log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course, the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day. <laughs>